0: listening to another episode of the beulah girl podcast for links related resources and even more encouragement visit beulahgirl.com Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. This is Susie Lolly, and I have uh, my lovely co-host, Carol Whitaker, founder of BeulahGirl.com. So if you are loving the podcast, there's always more where that came from. Carol is a very thorough researcher, and so anytime she writes a blog and then we do the corresponding podcast, there's always more nuggets that you can get off of the written version as well. So just, again, BeulahGirl.com. We are coming again live from the Daily Grind coffee shop. So if you hear the fresh sound of door slamming or coffee beans grinding, that's all part of the ambiance. We're continuing our series on what happens when we believe God's words are true. This is actually episode three, but the mini series within the series because we're going to be reading the exact same scriptures that we read in last week's episode. We're talking about Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, and the reversal of fortune he had was our episode last week and how unbelief can really be something that is crippling to us as it was literally to Zachariah, but then how God redeems that. Tonight, we're going to be talking through the lens of miracles. And so I'm going to read the scripture again, and then we're going to get started with Carol giving us some analysis. So I'm reading from Luke chapter 1. When Zachariah saw him, the angel, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zachariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for, Zach- for Zachariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. And y'all, the emphasis and the sass was from me. Although I'm just, <laughs> I'm just interpreting what the angel must have thought when Zechariah dared to question him. But um, let's talk, Carol. Again, this is a familiar passage, but not one really that I've analyzed too much. I guess at Christmas time. So I love that this is what God laid on your heart. But um, the first point you were making tonight, uh, from this second examination of the passage, was. We shouldn't seek signs and miracles, but when we seek Him, capital H, God, miracles come. So let's talk about that.
1: Right. So one of the things you see, um, there are churches out there these days, different movements that you may be familiar with that really kind of proclaim, okay, you know, like a prosperity message or just name it, claim it, you know, those sort of. And so miracles, I think sometimes when people hear that, they think, Uh, you know in association with churches that may not have some doctrines that actually line up with scripture or may have kind of altered some things and may use some 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 not necessarily they don't line up with scripture but they may be emphasizing certain scriptures to an excess and like leaving out other ones sort of thing yeah um but miracles are those things that uh, occur in the life of believers in the bible and you and i have talked about this before um but you know we both are of the you know belief that miracles happen yeah even even today in the life of believers however we don't seek out. we're not seeking after just the good things that god gives us we're seeking him right and yes there can be things that we hope for but it's when we seek him that miracles will happen it says that signs will follow those who um, believe in god but zachariah here is described as we talked about in our last episode he's described as a righteous man um, he had prayed for a child for many years he's very old when this takes place but he had not been granted one but rather than wallow in sorrow or grow bitter towards god as he could have easily done he continued to serve god faithfully and he knew what he, what he knew um he did what he could in the moment so even though there was this great need in his life this miracle that he was had been hoping would happen even when it didn't happen he he wasn't seeking solely after that and just like neglecting every other task he was a priest but he right. just kept on serving faithfully wherever he was and this is something that i've seen not only in this place of scripture but seen multiple places in scripture like for instance um in um an, a, in a post i wrote years ago it was on anna the prophetess mm-hmm. and she was a widow and she just you know was in the temple night and day but she saw jesus Um, when his parents brought him in. But one of the points I made in that passage was, or in that post, was just that Anna have been serving faithfully for years and years and years and then all of a sudden this miracle occurred right. where she got to see the Messiah but there had been a lot of mundane days before that where probably not a whole lot <laughs> happened yeah and so we see the same thing with Zechariahs. um sometimes our greatest disappointments may want us to cause us to run from God to get angry with him um he's not working on our timetable but here we see and in other places in scripture that we don't we can ask God for things we can hope for things but if he is not granting us our desire um that we still remain faithful and serve him in the moment and it's in the midst of that mundane and the ordinary that God loves to show up and show us the miracle
0: yeah I think um the the phrase that I've heard that has really always stuck with me is that we need to seek his face not his hand And um, it's not, what can you do for me? He's not our divine sugar daddy in the sky. You know, he's not our daddy Warbucks. He's somebody that, um, he's not gonna be our, you know, just somebody who just does things for us and we're just not even giving him the time of day. He wants us to worship him because we love him. And then he will bless us, but that's not why we're seeking him, which is exactly the point you were making. So the second thing you mentioned when you were um, writing about this was that when we receive a word in advance that a miracle is about to occur, we're supposed to just accept it, and we're supposed to rest in it, trust in it, um, and not try to figure out how it will be possible. But we like to do that second thing. <laughs> we, like to, we like to write a list and make an analysis. And God certainly, you know, in Isaiah 55, 8, his thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways, for they are as high as the heaven is above the earth. So, um, you know, there's no way we can figure him out. But talk about how Zechariah maybe tried to figure him out, how that didn't go so well. Right. One of the things we talked about in the last episode, when when we
1: were looking a little bit at Zechariah's unbelief, is one of the things that we talked about was that Zechariah was in a situation for a very long time that did not improve for many many years. Like he had faced, you know, disappointment and humiliation. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. But he and his wife did did not have any children, and this was a situation that that had persisted for years and years and years. But I love how faithful the Bible is to record human actions and thoughts um, that are so real. Even though Zechariah was righteous, this is what he says when the angel announces that he's going to receive the child that he wants and has been desiring, he says, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. I mean, he's literally kind of being a little contentious, I mean, here, (laughs) like saying, um, no, that's not, that can't really happen because I'm old. And, it, and it's like, really, you know, are you forgetting the God that you're serving here? His question, as we talked about last week, reveals his unbelief. Rather than accept what God is going to do on his behalf, Zechariah asked for a further sign that what the angel said would, would occur, yet he misses the sign that stands right in front of him. He had an angel in front of him Mm -hmm. um, from heaven (laughs) glowing at the right side of the altar. And yet he says, you know, when Gabriel says, you know, this is what the Lord's telling you. You're going to receive a child. And he says, I I need further proof. I need proof that this is actually going to happen.
0: I don't know if it was maybe more common to see an angel back then, but I think that would be proof enough for me. Continuing, but I just think, yeah, that's already kind of a pretty big sign.
1: Right. Well, apparently in the Old Testament, an angelic, you know, not everybody saw angels, but angels did deliver news uh, from, from God. But the angel says this. I love his response. He says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to you to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. So in other words, Gabriel is pointing out that he is a servant of God. He regularly stands in God's presence. The message is not his own, but he's speaking the words of God. And what further evidence does you know Zachariah need? The sign is right in front of him. Right. And I think with um, one of the things I talked about in the first episode with Hezekiah is that supernatural signs, things that appear to us. These these are like happenings. That we have no natural explanation for. Um, obviously, an angel. I mean, that's sort of a a super. That's a supernatural happening. Right. It, it's not something we can generate in and of ourselves. But when we have those things happen that are supernatural, sometimes that in you know we try to in our human understanding, it's like we want God standing in front of us, just like telling us, "This is going to happen to you." But those signs are a little more hard for us. You know, we, we have to look at what's right in front of us. Um, I shared this story last week of my house being for sale, and I, I just was having a hard time believing it was going to sell. And I prayed about the house selling, and I was upstairs praying in my room, and a guy showed up on my door saying, You know, can I look at your house? No agent, um, divorced, just driving through the neighborhood, stopped with his daughter, wanted to to um to walk through and he contacted my agent like a few days later and wanted to put in an offer and i you know i i explained last week about how the offer i I ended up taking an offer from someone else i i just didn't see in the moment that the sign was right in front of me right like i've i've had that happen susie before where i've i've literally prayed before like i felt like i was supposed to tell someone something and then i was like oh are you I'm just not sure. And then I've literally, like this happened to me. I was driving to Kroger and I had felt like I was supposed to share a Bible verse with someone. And I was like, "Lord, do you really want me to guess who I saw when I walked into the Kroger? (laughs) That very person. And I'm like, I could have easily, you know, been like, oh, I'm still not sure. (laughs) Well, that's my sign. Right. The person is right. And so, but it takes us aback because it's like, we're. It just may not be exactly what we're expecting. And so Zechariah here, um, he doesn't accept God's words, even though they're being delivered by the angel, but the angel's telling him the sign is right in front of from you. It's not wrong to want confirmation. The Bible doesn't discourage us from asking for signs unless, like as a confirmation, um, like Hezekiah asked for a sign. Mm-hmm. If you know this the Hezekiah talked about in the first episode, he was ill the prophet told him he was going to be healed he asked for a sign of when he could go to the temple when he would be healed god honored that yeah but here Zechariah is not asking for a sign as like you know further details or a little more confirmation i mean he literally is like i don't believe you need to prove it to me (laughs) right and so also in the new testament we see like with the pharisees um they challenge jesus and they're like you need to give us a sign and he's like standing right in front of you i'm the sign you know right he didn't honor their request because they weren't asking he knows out of our a heart. belief you yeah. they were asking out of a heart of unbelief and mm-hmm. so i believe you know we can look at different people in the bible that were unbelieving and god reacts a little different um i'm sorry that asked for a sign and god reacts a little bit differently and i think here is just what most scholars say is that Zechariah had an unbelieving heart he right. didn't believe.
0: And yeah, God knows our motives, He knows our heart, and we can't really pull one over on Him, you know, kind of a thing. I wanted to stop and say, because it just, I don't know if I've thought of this before, surely I have, but um, it's so cool that God gives us, these stories in the Bible aren't meant to be taken just like a little storybook, like, oh, isn't that a cool story? Like, it's supposed to be inspiration, like the Bible is living and active, it's still happening today. And so I was thinking back at how much, you know, Jesus is, comes from the line of Abraham. If you, you know, read the book of Matthew where the, where we all get the Christmas story, um, it starts with Abraham. And so isn't it so cool that Abraham and Zechariah have parallel stories? Abraham also said, I'm old, my wife is old, what are you going to do? Kind of a thing. Zachariah says, I'm old, my wife is old, you know, kind of a thing. And Abraham also has a lot of blunders along the way, even though he starts out being more of a believer than probably Zechariah does. We're getting a more condensed version of Zechariah's story. But isn't it so cool that God shows us, like, um, people in the Bible had the same struggle. And if you do, too, look how I used them once they decided to just, like, lay it all on me and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I don't have to be in charge of it. If it's in your hands and if I'm trusting you, then the way my, turn, my life turns out is on you. If I'm living every day submitted to you. And so um, when you live every day submitted to him, then I love your third point, which is miracles are going to have a divinely appointed time. We're going to experience miracles. The fact that we're breathing is one, but I mean like a shut up, oh my gosh, what was that kind of a miracle? God has those for us too, but they do have a divinely appointed time. So just like Abraham, Zechariah, now it's our turn. Are we going to wait for that divine time? So let's talk about that.
1: What also stood out to me when I was reading this story is that the miracle of the child in response to Zechariah's prayers, it came at an appointed time. The angel actually said, um, I believe it was the angel that said, you know, that it would come, that it was for an appointed time. So one of the things that I mentioned earlier that I want to explain a little bit more is Zechariah and Elizabeth suffered humiliation and disgrace. You know, the belief and the view was based on certain scriptures that um, that you weren't blessed by the Lord if you didn't have children. And so if you didn't have children, then other people in the community would be looking at you like, what did you guys do? Yeah. What kind of sins in your life to prevent, you know, you from being blessed in this way? Um, but it, it, it's very clear that they were a righteous couple and that the reason for their unanswered prayer um, wasn't because of any of their choices, but because God had a plan to give them a very special child. And we see this in Scripture too. Is a lot of the children that had a very special, um, like Samuel, um, mm-hmm. some kind of special significance. Um, a lot of times they were given to mothers that were initially, you know, childless. Um, so this encourages us. I think when we're reading this, that to not necessarily assume when we see others around us who haven't been blessed in an area, suffering, you know, we can be like Job's friends and be, you know, we can go up to them and be like, you know, what's wrong? What have you done? (laughs) But a lot of times, Susie, it's not the person's fault. It's because God, you know, um, I'm thinking back to Hannah and it's very dangerous when I quote scripture without writing it down because (laughs) I'm not as capable of you as Susie is. Like Susie can memorize things and just i have to like plan and like
0: scriptures
1: (laughs) right so but hannah you know it says about hannah that god closed her womb Mm -hmm. god closed it and um so sometimes our hardship isn't really our own fault now we've just gone through a whole uh series i did i think it was last month where we can bring trials in our own life because of our own sin we we can suffer because of our own disobedience but There are times where God doesn't give us what we ask for, for reasons that we can't see. And of course he could have given um, Zacharias and Elizabeth another child, but John the Baptist was a child that he ordained to give to them. And he had a specific time, the perfect time that he was going to come onto the planet Mm -hmm. and be the forerunner for Jesus. So it, it wasn't like he could just be, oh, that's okay, he'll just be born. 10 years earlier like he had a specific time and so i think that's really encouraging is that sometimes when we pray for something and we can pray for years and years and and god doesn't answer the prayer in the way we want and we're like okay why is he just why isn't this happening and we have to remember that god's view is we have just such a limited view and he has this panoramic you know view of everything every circumstance everything is ordained perfectly and so we see in this story that for Zechariah and elizabeth they had a very frustrating situation but there was there were reasons that they were not given a child until god's appointed time
0: so even even those who are the most spiritual among us uh can have moments of unbelief and even those who are the most spiritual among us um maybe need to see a sign every once in a while. And God is so faithful. He doesn't think we're ridiculous for asking. He made us, for goodness sake. He knows we're frail. He knows that we're people who want to believe but who struggle. But So whatever miracle we're waiting on, God's not late. And I I heard a preacher say the other night, and he's never early either. (laughs) We never go like, man, God, you just came earlier than I expected. Oh, man, (laughs) ain't that the truth? It was such a good, you know, God's really been speaking to me. I'm getting a little emotional saying it because I really feel like, Even in this room right now, I feel the presence of the Lord because God is still a miracle-working God, and He has not stopped being that. So for those who that doesn't fit with their theology, that's okay. It's still biblical. Um, Give us a few words just to kind of, you know, it's heavy in a good way. Sometimes we preach things that are um, heavy in a hard way, but I think tonight is really heavy in a good way. And um, how would you kind of conclude this for us? What other words would you like to say? my pastor
1: shared a story recently um on sunday and i may be getting some of the details wrong but they um the church i go to now has been in existence for 20 years they haven't been in the same building for that amount of time they actually started i think in an elementary school then they started meeting in high school Then they, like, raised the funds, and they finally got a building. And we have a really nice big building, and it's a fairly big church. But when they bought the land, there was a piece of land right next to it that they really wanted to buy as well because they had plans for expansion and everything they wanted to do with the church. But it was owned by – there's a Walmart right next, like kind of adjacent to the church, and they owned it. And so anyways – long story short, this piece of land has been owned, I guess, by Walmart or somebody else for a really long time. But the pastor of our church has been praying, like, I don't know if this whole time, he just has always believed that that land was supposed to be part of the churches. So he's been praying this whole time. Well, he just announced this past Sunday that that land, they finally secured it. And I was just so like, I know it's just a piece of land. And like but i got emotional when he said that because it just touched my heart because i think that you know we pray for things sometimes and we might have an answer in a few weeks in a few days in a year but then there are those prayers that we might just stop praying because we just we give up Mm -hmm. you know and he prayed for 20 i think it was 20 years Mm. for that land And he just never stopped praying. He would like walk around the property and he just never stopped. And um, our pastor is like a pretty, I don't really know him. I don't know him personally, but he's just kind of positive. He's really positive. (laughs) Like he's like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes when I think of like good cop, bad cop, like he's the good cop. Like every spin of his message is always so like encouraging. I mean, he has given some really hard messages and he speaks the truth, but he's just one of those guys that like he sees the glass Half full. Yeah. You know? And so anyways, that was just so encouraging to me. But, you know, Susie, I don't know why God works the way he does. I can't explain the way that he chooses to perform miracles. Um, But what I do know is we have a God who cares about us, who loves us, who does care about what we desire deeply. And um, we can't always know why he does what he does through our limited perspectives. But he gives us stories like this in the Bible that can really give us hope for those of us who have been longing and waiting for something for a really long time, because that is different than something that, you know, we've been hoping for for like a week or something, (laughs) but something there is, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm probably quoting this wrong, but isn't it like, is it Proverbs hope deferred makes the heart sick or something? Or uh, again, it's very dangerous (laughs) when I try to, quote scripture without having written writing it down because I, I just don't have the memory some people do in that regard but anyway um yeah as this shows god can show up intervene perform miracles for situations you know whatever it is we've been waiting for so let's fully trust him and i just want to end with a quote that's always been one of my favorites and it's from streams in the desert and its difficulty is the very atmosphere of miracle it is miracle in its first stage if it is to be a great miracle, the condition is not difficulty, but impossibility. So, uh, a miracle it doesn't happen unless there's something impossible that prevents that from being a miracle. Right. So we look at the impossible, but that's what's necessary for God to come in and make it happen.
0: Every time man says you can't, that's when God, you know, shows up. And um, scripture that came to mind for me, which I did have to look up because the end of it went away from me for a minute and I'm getting a weird ad on top of it. (laughs) Y'all, we're just, what you'll like about the podcast versus the post is the post is very detailed and thought out, but when we get together, first of all, Carol never knows what I'm going to say, which is always up for grabs. I'm the loose screw in the group. But, um, you know, we get these conversations, so sometimes we may say half of a scripture, and you can just look it up and correct us. You can send us a comment. But anyway, in uh, 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 it says if we are faithless he remains faithful he for he cannot disown himself and um, I was gonna say God does miracles for those who are faithful but I don't think that's always the case either sometimes he does miracles to bring us back into faithfulness Mm -hmm. and so we never know we're not God but how cool it is that we're in a world where God is still on the throne he can do whatever in the world he wants to do (laughs) for whatever reason he wants to do it and he doesn't have to do the same for everybody and um, as we are, a lot of us waiting on the precipice of um, where we could lose all our faith or we could trust God and, and just take whatever leap he's asking us to take. As we're standing on that, that very scary sometimes precipice, let's just say, God, you know, I'm gonna trust you that you still are the God of miracles. There's nothing out of your purview. There's nothing that you can't do. So I'm gonna pray for us and ask God to build our faith. God, we love you. We thank you so much, Jesus. Like I said, a lot of us are just standing right on the edge, God, where we just feel like, God, if if you don't do something, I can't make it one more day. But God, here's the way you can take that. You can change the situation, and that would be awesome, and that would be a, a miraculous doing of yours. But the other thing you can do is it could be a miracle for you to just restore our belief and our hope for something that we've lost hope for. That's just as much of a miracle as changing our circumstances, So, God, I just ask you to do what only you can do. To every listener that's listening, God, as this has touched my heart tonight, um, I pray that they would be touched and that, God, you would just restore us, renew us, and remind us, God, that even when we're faithless, you remain faithful. But you don't want us to be faithless, God. You want us to trust you, God. And then you will perform a miracle. You are that miracle-working God, and you can still do everything you could ever do. You still do today. Thank you, Jesus, for who you are. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen.